Welcome back to Maker Chat Live. Today we're going to be talking about ventriloquism with the one and only Landon Harvey. Stick around. All right, and welcome to the show, Mr. Landon Harvey. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Good. I'm so glad you could come on because, uh, you know, we've been friends for a while. And uh, <laughs> what I love is seeing all the different things that you make, which are your amazing puppets. Do you have oh, any you. with you now that you can kind of show us? Yeah, I've, I've got some things I'm working on and some things that are finished. Uh, here's a Jackalope character that I have over here. Finished him a few months back, and I actually used him in one of your... Uh, I think it was your world puppetry day video this oh, is jackie right. yeah yeah you were a part of that that's jackie yeah yeah yeah, yeah and this is a uh, jackie and he's a jackalope introduce yourself my name's jackie and i'm a jackalope right <laughs> right, right, right really yeah it's great yeah. yeah and uh so i created this guy uh he the idea behind him was i've never seen a ventriloquist use a jackalope i think it's a funny idea for character and so I was talking with my friend, Bob Rumba, and we kind of created this little guy. He was based off of uh, Bugs Bunny, Briar Rabbit, and, oh, um, some other cartoon rabbit. And so I drew him up, and I uh, built him. I think it took me a, f a couple weeks. And uh, he's, he's still, he, I'm constantly evolving my style. Uh, these are temporary antlers. They are? Sure. Okay. He's quite famous on TikTok, if I... If I... <laughs> yeah, he's... Uh, <laughs> He's doing well. It's fun. I like to. What I've noticed is being on TikTok is that I'm able to try out some of my characters on there and just see how the the youth responds to them, which is uh, which is neat. And I didn't realize that I could do that until I had been on TikTok for a couple of months. Yeah, TikTok is a, one of those interesting things. I was really really into it for a couple months back in the toward the end of last of 2019, mm -hmm. but. Um, I found it is great as a playground. That's how I was using it. <laughs> yeah. Testing things out, and it's just really fun. I haven't been on it as much lately. I'm hoping to get back into it, but uh, you know, with the way the world is right now, there's just I feel like I'm being pulled digitally in every direction right now. So yeah, I totally TikTok get that. Has, uh, my TikTok has uh, been floundering a little bit, but uh, <laughs> is there anything that you're working on right now? Sure. Yeah, I'll set you down. Okay. Down over here. I have got a few different projects because I like to kind of jump from, from project to project. Uh, I'm rebuilding, uh, I have a zombie character, and I'm also, <laughs> I was going to start working on a bunch of puppets for the Ventriloquist Convention, uh, but it uh, just got canceled today. So oh, my gears really? are kind of, yeah. When was kind it of turning? Uh, in July. Oh, in July. Was that Vent mm -hmm. Haven or was that something? Yeah, it's, it's Vent Haven, the Vent Haven uh, International Ventriloquist Convention. Yeah, where is that? Is that in Nevada? <laughs> it's in, uh, uh, I think, Hebron, Kentucky. Oh, is it always in the same spot, or is it moving? Yeah, around? it's always in the same spot because of the oh, museum. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. that's cool. Yeah. That's too bad. Them. You know, it's no, yeah, it's um, I've got a <laughs> a bunch of uh, scribblings and ideas for puppets, so I'll work on those throughout the next year, and hopefully, we'll have it next year, and yeah. I'll have a uh, two tables worth of of puppets that I'll be selling. But uh, here's a zombie character that I was uh, I was building. His name's Bill, and he's in my show. He's a character that I just added, and uh, I built this head, and then I realized that it was too small. <laughs> Because um, for my performance of ventriloquism, I have to have bigger puppets because I like the way that they, they, they're kind of like my size and they compete with me on stage and it makes me different from other ventriloquists who typically have smaller characters. So I took this head idea and I rebuilt it. And 
Well, well, now I have this one. We were talking with, I don't know if you caught the Maker uh, Chat Live we did with uh, Derek Lux a couple weeks ago, because he does a lot of bigger puppets as well, because he yes. does a lot of stage performances, and that's what we were talking about, how not only mm -hmm. do they is it help for them to be bigger, because in his, they were also interacting with real people, so yeah. for scale, for one thing, and as well mm -hmm. as just kind of exaggerating a lot of the features in the same way that you would stage makeup, so it picks up from a different from a distance better for uh, for stage performers like yourself sure and you know it's 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 difficult for me because as a builder i want to build stuff bigger because i'm used to performing with it where i have bigger puppets here's the actual other head we use the word maker here not builder maker okay maker and go. um yeah as a as a maker i uh i want to build for the or make for the 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 ventriloquists, the same puppet sizes that I do for myself, but I've had to make smaller puppets because that's what they're used to. So I keep the bigger uh, characters for myself. But you can see the difference. Look, there's a, uh, I mean, this one's obviously not covered, but this one's so uh, fairly larger than than the initial um, one over here in foam. So is so, that one another prototype? Because I thought Bill Bill's already an, ex an existing character for you, isn't he? He is. I I, I rebuilt him because he was. I initially had him built by josh at the dummy shop and i love the i love the look but i wanted it to be uh exaggerated more and so there was a cartoon by uh oh jordan something from the loud house and he had done some beautiful zombies and i i bought the uh one of the prints from him and this is part the the new design is partially inspired by that where it's got the the taller cheekbones and it'll have more exaggerated features he'll also have bigger eyes and he, of course, that uh, the the rotting flesh I just made that made that bigger, so he'll be goofier and um, from afar, and also look more coherent with uh, designs like Jackie, which is my Jack Love character, and Mervin, and some of my other characters that I use on stage. Yeah, so. that's that's great. Uh, again, just just because I'm I'm a little because you do you have Bill with you the the one that you've been using in your other videos. I do. He's in the case though, so oh, he's, he's not out. Okay, okay. Yeah. So is that the one that was made by the other company? Yes, and they do great oh. work. They built, um, they built uh, Edna Doorknocker Darcy Lynn's old lady. Oh yes, 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 yeah. yeah. And they build. Uh, they always have. They're always at convention. Uh, uh, Jet and uh, I don't. I don't think Josh goes to convention, but uh, Jet's always there, and she has around fifty puppets that she builds, and uh, she does absolutely great work and super, super neat and fun and colorful character designs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about your process because it seems like for the most part that you sure. do uh, an additive foam foam fabrication. Is that your go-to style that you use? Uh, yeah, primarily. Yeah, yeah. So so how do you, let's walk us through your process. How do you usually start? Do you, do you start with a sketch? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, whether it's, uh, new character for my show, which, which I'm, I'm constantly trying different stuff. Or if I'm building for a client, I'll usually start with a sketch. I built a, uh, a Bernie Sanders puppet for Terry Fader. And the only reason why I built that was because, yeah, there it is. Uh, he had he had purchased this other old man character from me. And he, he had talked to me about using it in uh, a, a bit with as it playing Bernie Sanders. And I asked him if I could just build him a custom Bernie Sanders because it while it could be played off as Bernie Sanders, it didn't look. I didn't want it to be uh, my representation of Bernie to the public mm -hmm. because I wanted to to really show my my uh, ability as a builder. 
So that night, I, this was when my dad and I were in Vegas uh, and, and we were backstage with Terry and he, he told us that. So <laughs> that night I did a few sketches from my hotel room and then I showed them to him the next day and he said, great. And he approved him and I started building when I got back home. That's amazing. Terry is amazing you know uh, yeah he's he's phenomenal he yeah. in so many ways and you know a lot of people might know him as a performer and i've been mm-hmm. lucky to have a couple interactions with him on the puppeteers podcast we interviewed mm-hmm. him uh we interviewed him live when he came locally here to buffalo at niagara falls to do a show and we got to do a little behind the scenes interview and stuff and he's just so genuine and so nice and so transparent with everything and mm-hmm. just a, such a positive guy. So definitely check. I, I recommend everyone check out his work. And even if you're not in the puppets that much and you're still listening to this, um, he's just a funny, hilarious entertainer. You will, you will definitely like it. Mm-hmm. And coming from a, a, a maker standpoint, he's so uh, giving and allowing the maker to just go with the idea I mean, he'll give you, I, you know, he'll tell you if he doesn't like something or if he does, but uh, he's very, he's very accepting in the, into the creative process, which yeah, is really, really neat. He's a super easy client to work for. Yeah. You know, from the standpoint alone of how many different makers and builders he works with, because mm-hmm. I know when we, he was rattling off a whole bunch of them when we talked to him before, a couple that stick out is uh, Chance Wolf and of course Axtel. And I know you have built from him as well. Keith Lovick is in Washington. He's done okay. some stuff for him as well. But yeah, just to the fact that he's able, to, uh, willing to dip his toes into so many different uh, companies and builders and makers is just, it's, it's just awesome. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, again, uh, back to your work. So walk us through your process a little more. Sure. So I usually start with a, an initial sketch. Uh, sometimes I have to, you know, I'll do a, a bunch of different renderings from the side profile to the front profile. Uh, if I'm building for a client, I usually ask them what their ideas for the character and the performance uh, if they have some adjectives that describe the character, so that can kind of help me in in building certain uh, cheeks. If it's if it's a happy character, if it's grumpy, whatever. Um, sometimes they the, a client will come to me and say, I, "I want this, but I really don't know what I want." Mm-hmm. So I'll, it'll kind of be on me to create a few different options for them to go to. Yeah. And I, I I really just go from there. I I do max sometimes on my puppets. I've been experimenting with some new stuff. Um, but to nothing to the extent of what you've done, Adam, which is just amazing which, oh, with your you. uh, baby Yoda. Do you have any of your mechs or mech puppets with you by any chance? I've got, I've got this guy down here. Yeah, I've got this guy down here, and he's a work in progress because I've <laughs> it's like so busy. Classes went online, and so I'm, I've been uh, taken up with that. But uh, here's this. Uh, this is a Bigfoot character. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I'm making, and... Uh, He's yeah, really, he said, yeah, I'll put an overlay in now too. That uh, this is part yeah. of, yeah. So, is this how recent is this photo? You just sent this to me today, but that's today, today? <laughs> oh, that is today too. Okay, yeah, that's, that's it's fairly recent. I've got the yeah, I've got the body over here. The body, I, I it's practically finished. He needs some, uh, let's see if we can get that better in there. Yeah. He needs some, he needs some toenails, but uh, belly button. yeah, it's uh, he'll pull it's almost like another mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's hollow, so you can you can pull props out of it. Yeah. Which is oh, a, cool. a, a gimmick that almost I almost like a little uh, uh, I almost said raccoon. No, a kangaroo pouch, right? Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, I've, cool. I've been experimenting with springs and stuff, and uh, you know, I'm, I I have to wait this so it uh, so the eye moves. But yeah, uh, I've been yeah. having a lot of fun. Great. Is yeah, it gonna be try- one eye that does that, or both eyes? Just one, just the one eye. Just the one um, eye. Look to the side. That's great. Yeah, which will be which will give it some. Uh, 
yeah. some comedy there. And uh, of course, this people is. People are wondering now. What to, can you tell us a little bit about how those are working? We can't see through that other eye. Oh, yeah, sure. So I don't have a uh, top mouth grip yet, but this is basically just a, a swivel right here. Let's see if we can see it. A swivel that this, yeah. this eye pivots on. And then this is uh, there's a spring that goes up to his head. And uh, this piece of foam covers it. But I used a, uh, a nut in a washer to secure that in place. So the unibrow, which is right here, if you can see, when I when you pull that down, and if I didn't have this eye here, it would be a lot more dramatic. But it's still you still yeah. get some movement out of there. Um, when you pull it down, it has an an automatic return. That's nice. On that. so, Can you show us uh, from from the inside again, from the back, with the way yeah. you were gonna go. Yeah. yeah. So get a good look in there. Get that. Uh, so right here is what I'm pulling down on for the yeah. unibrow. Are you able to pull down on it through the eye a little bit? Yeah, I can do that. Get in motion. See. You're probably uh, wondering. Let's see. Let's see if we can get that. There we go. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, there you go. So you can right, you can right. see that spring and the return on that. Yeah. So are those on, on each end? On uh, let me bring my camera so you can see. On each end where the wires come out of the head, are they actually connected in the middle, or are they just free form? And then there's just fabric and foam in between. Can I, I have, uh, yeah. So ba basically what I did was I have them about to here and then I've got a uh, tubing covered in them. Um, so that holds them together, uh, yeah. as their main structure. And then I've got, uh, I think I did a half inch foam and then yeah. I'll probably take fabric and then actually attach that onto here. Um, I'm not sure cause I haven't, uh, sewed on any of the hair on yet. Cause you have to, get, <laughs> I have to get the eyes in first, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's all, uh, all a, all a process but he's he's kind of inspired by the uh the bigfoot character from a goofy movie oh i don't i remember a goofy movie i don't remember a big a little bit i love their um i love they're out in the they're out in the woods camping and they encountered this this bigfoot and i loved the the comical tooth so i don't know if you can see that very well yeah. um he's got this uh this tooth that's uh that's just got some yellowing on it and some some lines in it it really plays well from uh, from afar on under stage lights. So, and of course, you got the uvula and the tongue in there and all that other stuff. So, <laughs> that he's is in cute. he's in development. I, and what I've been doing, you mentioned TikTok earlier. Is I I'll show my progress every now and then because what I've seen is people like to like to be part of the story and part of the creation. So I always get people when I go on my lives that ask, you know, where's the Bigfoot character and how's that going? So yeah, that's no, uh, that that's really beautiful. Hold hold him up, hold hold him up one more time, just like this. Almost like you'd be performing. Sure, let me put his hair on for you. Okay, yeah, that's right. I don't know. That might be, <laughs> be back. Oh, no, that's beautiful. What I love about it is the um, it's so exaggerated. You know, yeah, it's not it, it even like from the angle of the mouth being crooked. You know, because <laughs> sometimes people do that on purpose, but it looks like it's on accident. Where that definitely looks like it's it's hard to make some. It's hard to make um. For some people, to make things not symmetrical on purpose, and you know, and and I I did that on purpose, and w w which is interesting that, that you bring that up because I wanted there to be that single tooth there, but also I had heard Jeff Dunham, who is a famous ventriloquist, but he also builds all of his own stuff, and he was talking about how he builds dummies asymmetrically because that's how people's faces are in real life, and I love I love uh, I, I'm I'm uh, 
I did not. I just butchered his statement. He said it much more beautifully uh, on his live than how I could have even even uh, said it just now. But uh, he was talking about how he how he sculpts them asymmetrically, and I've I've done some sculpting, but even even in sculpting foam or patterning foam over for the lip, I I tried to add that little uh, characteristic in there, which. Uh, which yeah, look even better is quite the artist, and uh, actually, we reached out to him for the Puppeteers podcast mm -hmm. about a year ago, trying to get him on. And he's a hard man to get a hold. He's of. He's hard to get a hold. We got a hold he of him, is. but they're like, "Oh, he's not touring near you, so you know, it doesn't make sense to promote it." Like that's not really our podcast. Isn't a local podcast, but <laughs> we get what you mean. But yeah. um, but what I'm so inspired by him as a artist and as a maker is that he is truly in so many ways. Now, I know he has a lot of help in other ways, but mm. in so many ways he is kind of a one man show, too, in that he does design and build and write and perform where that it's, it's rare to really have someone at that level that still builds their own stuff. I think is that does that, does that sound consistent? You know, I, I know a few people that do, but it's. It's hard to, I can't imagine performing. I guess he has, he's just got certain weeks that he takes off from doing his shows that he's able to set aside, but he's constantly trying new stuff and adding new characters, which is, which is amazing too. Um, but yeah, he, he, uh, you know, if you've, if you tune in for his lives on uh, YouTube or Facebook, he's, he's kind of showing the creation between his, uh, for his newest character, which is like this Twitter troll. And the guy that did, oh my gosh, uh, his name escapes me, but he did the artwork for Mad, uh, Mad Magazine. And he does the designs for Jeff. Jeff will reach out to him and he'll say, I'm, I'm looking for, for this type of character. I'm looking to create this. Can you draw me like five sketches of it? And so the guy will do a few different designs. Jeff will pick the one that he likes the most and he'll create that in a three-dimensional uh, clay sculpt, which is uh, wow, that's truly cool. neat. Yeah, yeah I've, been, and, I've been following some of those live streams, and they've been so cool. And mm -hmm. it's, um, yeah, he's just he's just so amazing. It's <laughs> just so great. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a big inspiration to me too. I'd love to talk to him sometime on, on something. But mm -hmm. um, uh, th that's great. Yeah, I was looking at one of your. Oh, was this? Did we bring this one up yet? Yeah, that we did. There was, mm -hmm. I think, there was one more that. Um, oh, that's Bill from behind the scenes. That's yeah, that that's. <laughs> Oh, this is um, your uh, your performing your your performance with your characters, right? <laughs> yes. That. Yeah. So I perform I perform when I'm not doing shows. I build and vice versa. So that was at a uh, church show that was a couple hours from here. I actually stayed, stayed over with my, with my grandparents, got to see them, and then went to do that show. Um, but that was with my character Mervin Young. He's in uh, another character that I built, and uh, that was a fun show. That's awesome. How was um. How long have you been performing for? Uh, the past few years. I think I started in as a senior in high school because I was so worried about starting because I didn't want to start and be bad. But that's yeah. how we all have to start. And so and it, whether you're a maker or a uh, performer or a, in anything, you have to you have to start and, and progress from there. And that's yeah. kind of what inspires me too to build is that I want to be the best I can be. And I don't want my. Oh, I don't want my age to be uh, parallel to my ability to build. And how, how old are you? I'm 19. 19. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, you've done, your work is very impressive for 19. And, and it uh, seems like I'm, I'm sure it's developed a lot over mm -hmm. the years as well. And you yeah. mentioned you're going to school too. Where, where are you going to school? I go to a local community college. Okay. Is that for business? 
Yeah, it is for business. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's that's very so smart to get into. It's great. It's, it's all yeah. It's all it's all here. I'm able to do my shows on the weekends or during the weekdays, and and I I take the occasional order as it comes in, and it's. Uh, yeah yeah let me talk about that now too with your commissions that you do mm -hmm. how do you go about pricing your work uh it depends on what it, <laughs> it depends on what it is and that's a great question because i've had i've had uh a lot of time to think about this lately and i think that my commissions are are going to be generally more expensive than my than the work i sell at convention um just because while i sell at convention is the goofy and weird stuff i want to build yeah and and uh it's, it's hard to sell an idea to someone when that the general public is used to using um, like the, the, the cheeky boy figure or the old man uh, stereotype puppet. Um, so I, I built, I've built a bunch of different stuff. I built a, a cat. Um, you guys can find this on my, on my Facebook or on my, I have a website, the original dummy.com, but I've, I've built a teenager with braces, a chubby teenager with braces named Dewey the dweeb. I built a bunch of different stuff, but um in, in terms of pricing, I've always, I have a, I have a ballpark figure that I'll, you know, that I've kind of quite, okay, if I'm going to build for this person, it'll be this much. Um, and I just put more of a higher level of detail into it mm -hmm. is basically how I've, which is, is difficult because I'm, I'm more of an artist than I am just a, a puppet builder. So yep. I don't want to build for just anyone, but then at the same time, it's like, I'm a college kid and I need money. So I'm like, sure, I'll build this for you for this amount for this price. And it'll, it'll, um, it'll be, you know, similar to having it built by these builders. Um, but I won't have as much detail or, or this or that yeah. and you'll get it. And I'm, my turnaround time is pretty quick. I can build something within uh, a few days to a week if it's a simple project. Yeah. So. Well, one, one thing that I, that I love about what you're saying, too, is um, well, well, let me start it this way, is I know when when people are newer builders, you know, mm -hmm. uh, they have that passion and that hunger to just do it, which yeah. is part of why a lot of beginners, uh, for multiple reasons, have their prices pretty low. First of all, they're starting off. And secondly, mm -hmm. they're hungry for the work. And when you're hungry yeah. for the work, you know, it's hard to charge as much because mm -hmm. it's a supply and demand thing. So, um, yeah. So at. So has your prices evolved much over the couple of years that you've been building and selling your puppets? Sure, definitely. I've and I put as a performer, it's it's been a really a real treat to be able to be a performer and a puppet builder at the same time because I know what the I'm able to build my puppets with a, a higher um, level of attention to detail in the grips or the certain aspects or gimmicks used in the performance of ventriloquism. So I can understand where my client is coming from. Yeah, so of yeah. course I've, I've, my prices have gone up over the years. I've gotten better. I've learned how to do new things. Um, I've been able to, I try, I try to make every puppet um, its own thing. So it's not all the same. I don't have one repetitive pattern that I build off of, yeah. which has been difficult. But if you look at, there's a photo somewhere of, of my, my table at the last time I was at the ventriloquist convention and everything was all different sizes and shapes and different head stuff. I had like a lot, I, uh, creature from the black lagoon poppet that was goofy looking and I had, uh, you know, an old lady, but it's all, it's all different. And I, cause I don't want to be, I don't want to feel like I have to resort back to the same pattern because of that whole artist mentality. And I like to, you, you have to try new stuff and, um, you know, you know, make mock-ups and things of that nature. So. No, no, you're absolutely right. You know, with with pricing, it can be so 
goofy because one thing I like to compare it to is mm. like um, selling, like buying a car. Okay. Yeah. If you go to a car dealership, you don't say, how much is a car? You know, uh, because, right. you know, the, the range is like what, $16,000 to $100,000 or more, which is quite a range. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. So my starting uh, thing is, is like the same thing that they ask you at the car dealership. What is your budget? Okay, because yeah. that same dealer, they can sell you a sixteen thousand dollar car or they can sell you a hundred thousand dollar car. It's not it's going to be a very different car. You know, right. Same thing with a puppet. Like If you only have, you know, uh, like if your budget is three thousand dollars for a puppet, that's going to be a certain type of puppet. But if you have, you know, six thousand dollars for a puppet, it's going to be you're going to use different materials. You're going to use different techniques. You're going to be able to do more intricate the design work that takes more time. So, I mean, for a lot of times for me, the starting point is what's your budget? Well, this is, this is interesting because you opened up a whole new, a whole new topic of discussion, which is for, for puppet, because you have ventriloquists and then you have uh, puppeteers for puppeteers wanting to go and get a, a quality uh, custom made puppet. Is it around three grand? Is it that expensive for something like that? If you were to go to like your like a decent builder from uh, what you've seen in the market? I, well, probably about three grand for uh, for commercial work is probably okay. the minimum you you would do. Uh, studios, like if you were to go to like I'm I'm I'm, I'm definitely ballparking here, mm -hmm. but like for sure. places like Henson or or Animax and places like that, for a simple basic puppet, you're looking at probably about fifteen grand. Yeah. You know, that's they, interesting. So that, those are studios and they take mm -hmm. a whole workshop of people that delegate that one person does the foam one person does the fabric one person does the right they've got yeah you know that you know it's different when you're just assign various tasks sure yeah when you're but if you had different if you had one per like if you had one person that was like you know they they just enjoyed puppeteering and they wanted to like it's like their main hobby and they wanted to get a quality puppet mm. would it cost around that like as a, from a publisher, kind of depends on the builder. Chan I mean, it depends on the person too. I mean, because mm -hmm. I, I work a lot of the same way you work. Like sure. I'm not gonna just take a, a gig, uh, uh, just because I don't. I don't take all the gigs. I'm very selective right. with what I take. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of times how it's going to be used is a big factor in whether or not I will take that gig you know if it's right. going to be for a commercial or if it's going to be for theater use or for something else if, if people all the time oh i just always wanted a puppet and it's like mm -hmm. I, I don't really i'm not really in <laughs> well, but this is interesting because what i'm familiar with in the ventriloquist community is is ventriloquist you have the ventrilo ventriloquist soft puppet and then you have the traditional hard figure yeah. and the hard figures are w w anywhere from two grand to to up and they just go up but the soft puppets are anywhere from a couple hundred bucks to maybe 800 bucks i mean there it's not that much of a range so like what i've heard from you and from other people too is that it typically it costs more and i i know it varies but if you're uh if you're a puppeteer it'll cost more to get a quality um puppet for Stage I, my guess is, uh, from in my opinion, I should say mm -hmm. that that's because of how they're used. You know, uh, yeah, okay. generally, if, if I'm selling a puppet to a theater or for stage work, mm -hmm. I'm not going to usually be able to get that much. Okay, but okay. if it's going to be used for commercial work or right. for video work, 
um, you can you can get those more prime rates. And just and that yeah. may sound a little shady to some people, but that's how it is <laughs> a lot of industries as well. Even graphic design. If I'm going to do this, is yeah. a whole. I have a whole YouTube video that I did on pricing art on my channel. And mm -hmm. like, if you're a graphic design artist, you know, if you're doing it for the ice cream shop at the corner, you know, you're probably just going to charge a hundred or two hundred bucks. If you're doing it for a big company like Pepsi, like you're talking like. You know, thirty thousand dollars you're going to get for it because of how it's going to be used and the return yeah. they can get back on it. You know, mm. my so favorite thing is my favorite yeah. thing is when the starter uh, pup <laughs> puppet maker or puppet builder <laughs> will ask, you know, hey, what what do you think I should price my work at? And then like we like you wait for them to progress throughout a year and then they'll look back and go, what was I even doing even asking that question? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think we've all done that. But um, well, that's another uh, thing too. People ask me how much do your puppets cost, and I say the same. I say I don't have a price. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I do. I do um, custom quotes based mm -hmm. on the design, budget, uh, and, and how much how much time. Yeah, uh, I mean, time isn't that time that takes me to build it. That's based on the design. How much? How fast they need it? You know, whether now, this is another a month, a year. Yeah, this is another thing, um, and I, I don't want to – I can't go into depth a lot about it, but I, I finished a few projects for Terry Fader, and uh, <laughs> and uh, this was actually before the virus uh, impacted everything, but uh, he had talked about rights. So rights are a whole other thing that uh, oh. they go into – yeah, that's right. That's a good point that I uh, sometimes you know, forget to so, make. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you have the puppet price and then you have the rights, which is you know being able to use it for whatever you want and owning the character design and everything. Um, yeah. Uh, and that'll, and that'll complicate it even further. What, how you've arranged that with Terry? Yeah, so basically... He, he needs to have the rights for anything. Yeah, so he, I think he right. owns the rights to everything that he yeah. performs. Yeah. So on these characters that I that I built for him, that I, I assume he will, he'll add them to the show when once uh, this all blows over, but um, the, the rights are generally the same cost, uh, no matter what puppet builder you go to that deals in ventriloquism. So like if you went to, I don't know, there's, there's three or four of ventriloquist puppet builders, uh, myself, Barry Gordimer, uh, Jet from the dummy shop, uh, Marianne Taylor. And then we all kind of charge around the same thing for rights. So it doesn't, so it doesn't impact, you know, yeah. So that's not another variable. So you have to... Shopping between you guys for that. Right. Ex exactly. Um, but of course you also have to say, you know, if, if you're charging, you can't charge uh, Terry Fader, uh, you, you can't charge someone what you would charge Terry Fader. If they're a starter level ventriloquist, you know, you're going to charge them maybe 400 or 300 bucks for the rights versus whatever you would charge, you know, a uh, seasoned performer that is, you know, making what Terry makes well, and, again, and again, performing. Some people that may sound like, well, if it's the same thing, if same like type of product, why would it be different? But again, that's common in licensing of things like music right. alone. You know, but if, if you're, also if you're a big theater, you pay a lot of money for rights for music. If you're just a smaller yeah. theater, as a lot of times it's based on the seating capacity for theaters and things like that. And I know it's it's a little different for pup mm -hmm. rights to a puppet, but yeah. it's very similar too. Well, and also what you said earlier, which is. Uh, you know, if you're if you're not going to charge someone, you know, the the uh, if you're going to give someone an extreme discount on the rights, they probably aren't able to afford uh, your best work either. You know, yeah. you probably have to make it more simple and not, you know, so that, that's not necessarily cut corners, but not build it in the full um, uh, 
to your full ability is I guess how I have to put it. Yeah. Which is kind yeah. of hard. You know, it, it hurts sometimes as an as an artist, but you know. Yeah, that's why you don't take those ones. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that that that's a really good point. Yeah. 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 Well, because pricing, again, it's so hard and it evolves over time for many of those reasons that we were talking about. But um yeah, and also the rights too. I mean, from that standpoint alone, even sometimes doing the sketch and the design for somebody is yeah. a separate fee. Like even well, in the same way you said that Jeff Dunham hire someone to do the sketches, like mm-hmm. that's not that's not free either, you know. And right. if you are a one man shop and you do the designs, you know, even the design process alone, people charge separately for. Now, I don't mean separately as in built into the whole final cost. I mean mm-hmm. like, hey, oh, can you do some designs for me for this puppet? And sure, it's going to be X amount of dollars, and then I'll send submit to you the designs, and yeah. then you can pick one if you like one, and then we can talk about what it's going to cost to build it in, in real life. Well, that's great too, because um, what I found out is sometimes you get clients that are oh, so particular on things. And so, you know, they're like, well, I, I thought it would be more like this, or I was expecting more like this. And yeah. it's just, you know, yeah. you, you have to sound, you set some foundation for it. And, uh, I, you know, I, I built uh, I built a puppet for someone that was based off of a sketch that they drew for the idea which was fine. Um, I was able to do it, but you know, you always have that problem where they're going to resort back to their sketch and go, well, why doesn't it look exactly like my sketch? Well, it's not gonna, it's going to look pretty close. It'll have the same color scheme and it'll have the same, um, you know, uh, design, but, but it's a puppet and there's, there's limitations. And, you know, if you're building for yeah. um, the typical everyday ventriloquist, uh, you, you can't put the same amount of time into it because it's just not worth it. Yeah. Well, not only that, but what I'll say is again, you are an artist, you know, Mm -hmm. and it has a little bit of your personal flair in that design. And Mm -hmm. also no matter what you charge for yourself, it's not going to be anything compared to a place like Animax where Animax is a place that specializes in like when they do animated characters, Mm -hmm. it is identical. Okay. Yeah. That's why it costs a hundred thousand dollars for for something, you know? And if they're coming to an individual artist like you who has Mm -hmm. your own style and flair, and that's what makes you you that's another thing for me too, is like I I asked them like why that they want want the puppet beyond just what it's gonna be used for. Like Mm -hmm. if I can tell they don't want a Krutinger, they just need a puppet, they don't necessarily want a Krutinger puppet, I send them to Mm -hmm. somebody else. Because I have other people that, that maybe do want my work specifically. And like I, I've said this before, again, that sounds like a little self-congratulatory. That's not why. It's because I only usually do like three or four commissions a year because I have a separate job and stuff. It's not my main focus. So if I'm only going to do a couple a year, I want to pick one, uh, pick the ones that check the most boxes for me as uh, far as my fulfillment as an artist. That's financially, uh, design-wise, how it's going to be billed. And yeah, again, a lot of things that we're talking about. Yeah, today. adding it to your profile on your website or oh, on your you know social media, yeah. it has to yeah, it has to uh, ad- advance what you do and 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 offer a different uh, yeah. So when uh, I was like someone wants a bear, I was like, oh well, I just did a bear last a month. It's like, Ugh, I don't want to do another bear. You know? Right. Switch it well, up a little bit. What's interesting is I've I've uh, there have been there are kids that have seen that know me for as a ventriloquist and a builder, and so they'll, they'll contact me wanting a puppet. And they'll say, you know, I love your designs because they're so original and they're so they're so different from what the other puppet builders do and this and that. And then at home, they've got like a, 
you know, they've got they've got characters that they bought from the other puppet builders that they're doing nothing with. Um, and I was like that when I was younger, too. But the, the and that that goes into also not just puppet building, but being able to create a character that's unique to you and your performance and not just buying the, the coolest puppet that comes out. Because you go to the convention and these dealers are stocked with, you know, beautiful artwork. And it's easy to just go left and right and buy everything. It's so funny to hear that because that is so not. Uh, something that I normally hear in puppetry, but it's not mm-hmm. surprised to hear in ventriloquism. Because me and you have talked briefly about <laughs> this in the past, and I want to dig into it a little okay. bit. Yeah, I think a lot of people, um, you know, put not all people, not people in the industry, but a lot of people peripherally put puppetry and ventriloquism kind of in the same basket. You know, mm-hmm. or in in my experience ventriloquisms from a mindset from the way that they use their props and tools they're much closer to magician than puppeteer like if puppeteer is here and magician is here ventriloquist is like here they're way closer right. to magician i totally agree yeah 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 and even even i think even from a standpoint of uh the price range as well because magicians I mean, obviously, there for, with any industry, there are high level things, but mm-hmm. generally, like magicians, you know, a lot, a lot of the stuff is is they want to make their own effects, or or if you look at magic items, like they're kind of they're kind of cheap and expensive, <laughs> like they're kind of expensive. They're expensive for what it is, mm-hmm. and you're getting usually kind of like a cheap product, unless of course it's something custom made by like Chance Wolf or something. Well, that's. Yeah, that's another interesting point is is kind of with, with puppet uh, making is that you can have something like where it's a magic trick that everyone knows, but you can have it customized, <clears throat> yes. which is also what you can do with a puppet, uh, have a puppet character where it's you can take the idea and you can you can alter it. Uh, this is this kind of applies. I, I have this old man character, Mervyn, and versus him being a curmudgeon and, and grumpy, he's uh, he's this ladies man character that flirts with ladies in the audience when I perform. And he's like the, the head of my show. And I actually, I brought this up. He's got these dentures I have to rebuild. And I, I, I have to check out your video this summer because I'm going to use your, your video on, oh, your, oh, uh, on your YouTube. Yeah, yeah your, your yeah. teeth video. Yeah. I'd like to build you know, some, one thing uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. One thing I want to show to mention yeah. about that is in the, that video, those teeth, which I'm very happy with how they look. They look realistic-ish with mm-hmm. a little bit of a cartoony flair. Um, I, I, the, the ones I happen to build were uh, meant to be set together so they don't come apart. And people are like, oh, well, I want, how do you do it to make them come apart? It's like, God, just sculpt two of them. That's <laughs> all you have to do. Like, yeah. you want to make a second video for it. I guess maybe I will sometime. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, that's when you're low on content. Is that meant to come in that, that goes in his mouth and is meant to yeah, be. Yeah, there's, there's just little springs. He's got uh, teeth and a toupee. He's trying to uh, uh, look his best for the ladies in the audience. And so I, he calls the lady up on stage and, and, uh, she puts his teeth in for him. So yeah. they, they fit in his mouth. And uh, I wanted, I had to build a few different versions until I got it to where it worked right. But he's actually able to open and close his mouth and actually talk with the teeth in. So he's oh, able to do so a few lines. All out so he can lose his dentures. Well, he doesn't have them to begin with. And then we put him in. Oh, oh I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We yeah, put yeah. him in. And then, and then as the bit progresses, he realizes that it's not going to work out between him and the lady. And he spits him out. And uh, his, his toupee flies off of his head. So it's, I, I'm pretty prop heavy. I'm building a, if you've ever seen hoarders, you see all these like, like old women and they're like, they have like the, the, the workers in there moving all these uh, papers and boxes around and they're go, I think I found fluffy your cat. 
and it's like flattened. Um, I've been thinking about a, a, an idea for having a, a cat puppet that is her side character. So I have uh, I have an old lady character, Patty, and uh, she'll have her cat oh, that uh, we pull out of. I've got this false purse with a it's a purse that I built with a false bottom. So we pull out. It's like a carrot top, but pull out a bunch of old lady props and stuff that we find. So it's uh yeah, my show is pretty prop heavy. You know, you bring bring up something that makes me makes me think of um again, kind of comparing um, magicians to ventriloquists. Whereas I think I think in in a lot of good puppet shows, it is very story based, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of magician and uh, ventriloquism, and this isn't like saying that it's better or worse. It's how it's different is what I'm right. trying to identify. Is that a lot of it seems to be based off of jokes and gags rather than truly telling a story i it depends on who you see what ventriloquist you're seeing um i uh from talking with with terry i did an interview with him a few days back he was talking about how his comedy is is more character driven and situational yeah yeah Yeah. compared to uh, everyone loves raymond right right exactly and i i try to do that where mine Mine is kind of like a sitcom. I've got these characters that, that belong together and kind of have this thing going back and forth. And and uh, it's not necessarily a story because they're not acting anything out like that. But it's more it, it's it's so weird because people could you, if, if you were in my audience, you would say, oh, yeah, it's it's a story. But it's, it's really not because it's more of this this character driven thing in this relationship between me and the character um, and why he's on stage or why they're on stage. So I would I would totally agree with what uh, what you said as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, even just to use Terry as an example, like I saw his show, and you know, I mean, of course, I mean, he rotated between maybe six puppets or more. You know, mm-hmm. uh, almost like they're almost like it's its own little vaudeville act. Uh, versus like a lot of times when you see a, a puppetry uh, thing, even like a, even on television or whatever, it's there's usually a full narrative with a set character. You know, rather than, you know, here's the next puppet, here's the next puppet, here's the next puppet. Sure. Almost, I, like, almost like a magic show. And like, yeah. here's the first trick, here's the second trick. trick, And then again, a lot of times there's some sort of a narrative through line that connects them all together. But still, it's different from puppetry, which is a true story, rather than just connecting. Uh, a sure. Bit. And I will say, I think the person that, that does what you're talking about, where they have a narrative and a storyline throughout their, throughout their performance is David Strassman. He's yeah. a ventriloquist, but his his show is it's a it's a show, and it's um, I mean you you watch it, and there's there's this there's this arc, and there's there's a, a meaning for why the show exists throughout the show, and the characters uh, versus it just being here's the character and here's here's the comedy or here's the set at the punch. It's there's this um driving factor whether it's uh, they're trying to find the his teddy bear character that's it's left or you know whatever the the thing is, and that's how he writes, which makes it easier to for him probably to to decide what characters he's going to use in the show and how uh, he wants the comedy to be driven because he's uh, he knows how the characters re- would respond when he's you know he's trying to figure out where the teddy bear went or um, whatever the yeah yeah the I've, seen, I've actually been familiar with him for years because mm-hmm. I actually have his, a couple of his DVDs and you're right oh, yeah. it's a full theatrical experience that is much closer to kind of what I was talking about what you would see in a traditional puppet show where it's a full story straight through the one that sticks out the most is with his alien puppet that he had mm-hmm. is that right is that what's his name is it Marvin or something like that 
I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, but anyways, beautiful puppet, beautiful show. I mean, what what a brilliant man yeah. uh, he is, and that was just uh, that's just that's just uh, fantastic. That's great. That's right. Okay, uh, we have we have had a couple uh, questions here, or uh, some of them statements. Here's an interesting one. Uh, that's uh, Connie here says that most events don't consider themselves puppeteers. Is that something you would ag agree with? You think? Right. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, that's for two reasons. Uh, they either don't want to be associated with puppeteers, or they can't puppeteer the puppet. <laughs> so it's uh, it's probably probably either one of those or both. Um, yeah, I don't consider myself a puppeteer, but you know, oh, when really? I'm on stage performing, I think I can puppeteer the puppet fairly well, keep it animated. Yeah, well, there's a ventriloquist that's uh, I think he's really well known for his manipulation. Is it uh, Dan Horn? Dan Horn, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I remember seeing a documentary on him years ago, and the manipulation with these puppets was just remarkable, absolutely remarkable. Have you, yeah. have you, you know him? Have you worked with him or talked to him much? Uh, yeah, I got to meet him the first year. Of my, I got to go to the ventriloquist convention, and meeting him was really neat because I've been a fan of his for a while. And I did an interview with him too; it's on my uh, YouTube page. But uh, and I got to hear his story and in, in what he, how he decided to use the rods on the soft characters. Oh, really? Yeah, That's interesting. Had I had reached out to him before about being a puppeteers, but then uh, I, I think I wasn't able to coordinate it, and then Cam booked a bunch of other stuff. So mm -hmm. I, I do want to get him on too because I think he's his. Uh, I mean, he's just a legend in in, in the the world. Of, uh, of ventriloquism but um you know another mm. thing uh that i was thinking about is uh why especially with, with you as a performer mm -hmm. why do you uh make puppets for other people rather than just making them for yourself if i well there's there's the i don't do shows on a regular basis enough for it to become a full-time career yet so it's it's my job right now, but I'm also a college student. So the, the financial aspect of puppet building kind of helps with that. It allows me to, sometimes the puppets are a challenge. Uh, I, sh I should have sent you this photo. I didn't, but uh, it's on, it's all on my, my Instagram or my, my website, the original dummy. But I, I built a puppet for John Peasy and he wanted this alien character with uh, moving eyebrows and he wanted the stomach to to be ha its brain to be in the stomach and so uh, the stomach could light up different colors based on the emotions the alien was feeling and that was the whole he had already written the bit he was looking for the person to build the puppet and uh, he had gone to other puppet builders in the event community and no one wanted to do it because he's very particular about what he wants done and um, he's kind of hard to work with and I took it as a challenge and I ended up building something that he's been using in his, in his work for him. So sometimes it's because it's a challenge. Sometimes it's because I, it's an escape for me. Uh, sometimes I've been doing too many shows or I've, I, I have been focused too much on schoolwork and being able to puppet build is, is uh, therapeutic for me, being able to sew and, and, and craft these characters. Uh, sometimes it's the person I'm building for because I've gotten to build for some pretty awesome people and I have a goal to build for the top ventriloquists uh, in today's market. And that's still something that I aim, aim for. So I've have, I have a few different reasons on why I build for people other than myself. Uh, but I'm, I'm trying to divert, uh, divorce the, the style of puppet I build for other people than what I build for myself, if that makes sense. Uh, which was, uh, advised to me by my friend jeff goals which is a great a great uh, tip and i've been trying to figure out how to do that 
No, that's that's really great. No, that's a, those are great points. Huh. Yeah. What uh you know, just to get back into some of the the maker aspects of it a little bit too, mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about materials that you use. What okay. are what are your go-to materials that you t- use for a typical build? Typically I use uh Antron fleece. The, oh really? You know, Is it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, where do you I, I get it from Georgia Stage and I buy it white and I dye it because I've I've dyed enough stuff to where I can get it the color that I want it. And uh oh man, I have so many I've got a few fun <laughs> dye dye stories. Um because sometimes sometimes also the the places uh like puppet pelts, they have amazing stuff and I I've I've used them sometimes. I've I've gotten stuff from them. Uh, when I I'm in a time crunch, but uh, and I the, the actual I think the Bernie Sanders puppet, uh, I think that was puppet pelts. That was uh, I don't think that was Antron fleece though. That was a different type of uh, fabric that they were offering at the time, but uh, that was the first puppet I used that fabric on because I like the I like the way that I could sew it and I like the the way that it didn't have that shiny Antron look on it. Yeah, so I wanted to highlight certain features on them and it worked really well with that with that character. But typically, uh, faux fur. I go to Etsy or eBay or you know anywhere I can get uh, uh, different different types of uh, fur yeah, colors and all. Just uh, for people who are listening, and maybe even for you as well. Sure. That uh, that other fabric that you're talking about that doesn't have that luster as the other uh, also is is actually made by by Georgia Stage as well. That's where um, Pub Health had sourced that material. Mm-hmm. The difference was the 12 ounce is the stuff that the traditional stuff that people use and yeah. it, that uh 13.75 ounce also known as the 14 ounce fleece is that other fabric that you're talking about that doesn't have the same luster that you used for bernie sanders so just make sure you look at um from any location that you get it uh the ounce of the fabric that you're getting yeah definitely and then actually puppet pelts has a an- another new one that they uh i think they had it custom milled um, is their polyester fleece, which is really nice too. That's what I'm using for that. I think I mentioned the last three episodes for that baby Yoda that I'm working on and have to get back to. Um, it's it's great fabric. It's very different. It's very different, yeah. you know. But it is it is still great, and it's, uh, it's yeah yeah, and and it won't uh, fade the way um, other w- colors and um, uh, fabrics will as easily, which is great too. Yeah, you're doing that killer job on that on that baby Yoda character. I mean, especially with that fabric, I couldn't imagine uh, probably yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot of a lot of small stitching and and everything there. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of small stitching. Actually, got him right here. Got to keep I keep bringing him in, and I keep saying I'm going to get back to work on him, but then he's still always the same <laughs> at the same level. Here, let me make it full screen for some people to see here. Um, yeah, yeah, this is all that um, nylon fleece. Or no, I'm sorry, not the nylon fleece. It's the polyester fleece from Puppet Pelts, which has uh, been really, really nice to work with. Um, again, you have to be a little bit more particular with the sewing, but you can completely hide your seam yeah, as long totally. as you uh, are uh, aware of what's going on. And and you know, and that's that's such a funny. That's a fun topic that I just want to step on for one second because so many people um, rely on the fabric for hiding the seams, where yeah. it's a uh, Hiding the seams is just how good of a sewer you are is really the main thing to it because I can make seams completely invisible in just polar fleece from Joanne fabric, you know, 
um, it just becomes easier with some of these other fabrics as well. So people, uh, another thing is too, some a lot of people overpick the scenes. So they'll have mm. a scene going down it, and then they'll overpick it. Like, no, look, you can't see the scene. Yeah. You're right, you can't see it, but you can see where it was because there's a right. big fluffy line there now you know that's like yeah. having, like having a hole in your yard oh let me get rid of that hole and then you overfill it like this <laughs> now, now there's a mound you can still tell that there's something there that's not supposed to be there so um yeah i would just tell people small tight tight as in a uh, tight is a term for sewing that means close together it doesn't mean mm -hmm. actually pulling tight so tight stitches um uh is is really the way to go and you want to do a whip stitch and people talk about this Henson stitch. I already did a rant on that. We're not going to get back on that. <laughs> but um, uh, do you have any other uh, things around you that you wanted to show off to? Um, not uh, not with me, no. <laughs> no, but anyway, you know, it's been so fun to, to follow all of your work. What I love oh, about you. it, too, is um, there is no shortage of uh, content from Landon Harvey. <laughs> So, you know, yeah, I do a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, you do a little bit of you're, you're everywhere now, especially with your own little uh, do you call it a podcast or uh, yeah, interviews, yeah, your, your interviews, yeah, your interviews mm -hmm. that you're doing, uh, land and live, which has uh, been fun to check out. I've been able to pop in uh, to a couple of them and have been really enjoying them. And again, like I said, no shortage of uh, puppet content on your uh, TikTok. And on your Instagram, on your YouTube, uh, do you have a, you have a Facebook page too, right? Yeah, I've got a Facebook uh, page, Landon Harvey Ventriloquist, in the Facebook group, Landon Live, for anyone wanting to to join and, and see the lives. That's where they all are. I also oh, re-uploaded them on YouTube. So, oh, that's um, great. Oh, oh, so you don't go live on YouTube? I I tried it a few times, but I realized that that the people that were tuning in weren't from YouTube, so I just uploaded mm. them on YouTube uh, afterwards. Yeah, that's nice too. That's that's great. What what is your what is your goal with that? What are you trying to do with that? Uh, just make connections, meet people. I like hearing people's stories and how they got into it. Um, I eventually I'll I'll interview all the ventriloquists I possibly can that are uh, working pros, and I'll uh, go into other types of uh, performance arts. Uh, this oh tomorrow night I'm interviewing Judy Tenuta, who is uh, one of the famous. Uh, uh, comics. Uh, she was a famous comic in the 80s, and she's done some amazing things in her life. So I'm excited to hear her story. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. Um, is there any big projects coming up that you can tell us about? Oh, man. Um, I've got a few a few character designs that I'll, I'll work on probably this summer in preparation for next year's Vin Haven uh, convention. And, uh, you know, I, I'll probably post some stuff on my Facebook and my Instagram. So keep a lookout for that. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I just wanted to uh, bring in here uh, one more little thing. Let's see if I can bring it in correctly here. Here it is. This is Landon's uh, Facebook page that you can check out a lot of his work, a lot of his builds, some of his interactions. So that's my, yeah, that's my show page. I have, I try to keep my shows and my builds separate. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes people contact me through that page going, can I buy a pup from you? And I, I, it's hard, but I, yeah, my other page is the original Dummy. I don't know if that's a page or not on there, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's where I do my shows and I post show stuff or videos from TikTok. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, um, yeah, so definitely, I mean, this is, this is probably a good landing page to at least be able to find all of your yeah, other totally. menus. Um, totally. again, just look at all these photos to all of his puppet work. Um, yeah. 
Landon through the years too. Which yeah. Is, and uh, great. Do you have an actual uh, portfolio formally somewhere that people can check out as well? Uh, if you want to see my puppet work, you can go to the original dummy.com. Uh, and I've got a bunch of different photos of uh, my past characters that I've built. That's all. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Is there any, uh, any final words you want to say to people who would be listening or anything, uh, anything else you want to point them to? Sure. You know, uh, Adam with everything he's been doing with his channel. And um, if, if you've seen my stuff, just keep creating. Uh, I think, I think the problem is people worry about other people's opinions or, or the current build that they're working on, maybe not being good enough. Keep building. You're going to get better if you keep building and uh, no matter what it is, uh, keep creating and uh, enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, you know, it's not going to be, you know, I want to do that for one second too, because yeah. I feel like a lot of people get discouraged and they go too slow in the beginning because they're aiming, they're aiming too high. You know, yeah. they build their first puppet and they're like, you know, I followed along with what you did and, and look, <laughs> it doesn't look like yours does, or it doesn't look good, or I'm not happy with it. Like, what do I do? What do you, what do I do? And you know, the answer is never something that they want to hear, but it's make more puppets, you know, yeah. you, you learn by doing, you know, uh, you know, you, you can't just usually not many people in this world can just go out and run uh, a full marathon no. without doing training. And it's the same type of thing. You know, especially since with something like building puppets, where there's so many different trades involved in it, you know, mm -hmm. if you are a woodworker and then you start building puppets, you're coming to it with a certain mindset that can be very helpful. You know, there's a lot of application to working with uh, wood with as far as measuring and cutting that would apply mm -hmm. really well to foam work. Okay. Sure. Especially with foam like L200. Mm -hmm. But if uh, if you have a background in sewing, like there's obvious uh, advantages to that because there's a lot yeah. of fabric work that can be associated with a lot of the puppets that we build. So just making sure you're learning about different trades, practicing as much as you can. And I think uh, it, my guess is this is with your work as well. But with me, I try to put something into each puppet that I build that's mm -hmm. new to me. So I can kind of practice that skill. Like even with this, with this baby Yoda puppet, I've, I've done all these mechs before, but I've mm -hmm. never put them all into one puppet, which is which wouldn't maybe necessarily sound that different. But, man, it's different to be able oh, to, get it, yeah. to, to mesh together yeah. and work where even even with the, the puppet you were holding up earlier, where you have that mm -hmm. eye movement and the um, the brow movement. Um, yeah. Well, actually, can you just show us with your fingers. What is the formation that that's meant to be done with? I'm I'm still trying to figure it out, and that's why the top exactly, grip has right? why the top grip hasn't been built yet. Because I'm like, do I create two two little holes for my fingers, or is it is it my pinky, or is it this? I I have to wait the other eye to see if that's better, and just have that one that one movement, and then have the other one where it's just a tilt of the head. It's all it's all just experimenting, is what it comes down to. That's so, exactly it. Yep. Yeah, you know. and that's what I would tell people to keep doing is keep experimenting, keep making things, and you will at least have a good time doing it. But anyway, well thank, you, thank you again, Landon, for coming on. Man, this was great. We should do these more often with you because you're great, such a great guest. Oh, um, thank you. Make sure you guys check out Landon Harvey's work. He is at Landon Venting everywhere you can find him. And uh, if you're listening to this on audio, make sure you check out the, there's a video cast for every single one of these episodes. We just launched the YouTube channel for this as well. So oh, the archives are there as well. You can check it out. It actually streams live there as well. And um, 
uh, look forward to the future. Thanks again, Landon. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Bye.